Improving patient communication is a marathon, not a sprint. Sustained change takes time. Still, we all need something that we can do quickly to begin to address deep-seated problems. So in this episode, you'll learn five quick wins that will help boost your patient communication efforts. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel, and this is 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, your partners in health equity-focused education and communication. Visit healthcommunicationpartners.com. Now, improving patient communication in organizations can feel like a marathon because it's such a complex set of endeavors. Sometimes you just need a quick win to keep the momentum going. Now, we'd done an episode on this a while back, and the time is right for it now. They're speedy. They're right here. And they're all grounded in a commitment to reducing health disparities. If equitable patient communication is something you care about, and I think it is, stay tuned. We have an exciting announcement in the coming weeks that you won't want to miss. So here's those five quick wins. Number one, mm mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would have believed this if I hadn't seen it happen, and I can't take credit for it. I was observing a role play, and two physicians were playing the parts of patient and doctor. When the patient began with the complaint. The doctor said, "Mm mm-hmm. And the patient continued. The doctor nodded, looking at the patient, and again said, "Mm mm-hmm. The patient continued talking. The doctor continued to nod, occasionally look at the patient and say, "Mm mm-hmm. And then the patient had said all he needed to say. This went on for what was probably about three or four minutes, but it seemed to just stretch out time. Now, the doctor was making a visible effort to listen. She was often shifting in her chair. She was taking a slow breath. The patient grew increasingly relaxed as he told his story. In the debrief, we were all a bit breathless. We asked the doctor how she felt, what she had done, and why. Prior to this, we had been talking as a group about the social determinants of health, and she explained that in this role play, she wanted to learn more about her patient's life outside of the clinical context. So she decided in that moment to change her usual diagnostic routine. Instead of asking the questions she usually asked, when she usually asked them, she thought she would try not asking them at first. And saying, mm-hmm, was her way of keeping herself from asking questions. We couldn't believe how powerful it had been. It worked on many levels. She let the patient know he was heard. The patient had control of the conversation. And the patient shared information about his life. She explained how difficult it was for her to act on this spur-of-the-moment idea. She mentioned two difficulties in particular. One was interrupting her habit of asking the usual questions at the usual time. That's where the Mm Mm-hmm, came in handy. The other was listening for something different. Rather than listening for diagnostic clues, she was listening for details about the patient's life that might impact her care plan for him. And she heard those meaningful details and shifted her advice accordingly. And it was quick. 
I'll use this story of a quick win as a way to talk about a few other quick wins. Number two, consider the playing field. One of the reasons the mm-hmm was so effective is that it gave a clear signal that the patient was in control of the conversation, and this signal was given by the provider. In the patient encounter, you have first say in determining what's on the conversational table and what isn't. Here's a sports metaphor. As the provider, in the patient encounter, you have more power to determine the playing field and to set the rules of the game. And you get the ball first. Plus, you have home field advantage every time. In addition to the mm hmm, here's one other way you can share what we call in linguist circles discursive power. Pay attention to how you open conversations. You are the one who opens conversation, both the small talk and the clinical communication. How you do this matters. For a deep dive into this, in only 10 minutes, check out my podcast episode, Providers, Your Language May Have More Power Than You Realize. There's research and examples from actual providers in action with real patients. All right, quick win number three, ditch the deficit. As providers, you have a problem focus when you meet with the patient. This is part of what the doctor at the start was talking about. You're there for the complaint, the illness, disease, or injury. You diagnose what is quote-unquote, wrong with your patients. A problem focus can exert quite a lot of pressure towards seeing patients as collections of problems to be solved. A deficit perspective can creep in when people maintain a focus on what a patient doesn't understand or doesn't do, what a patient's situation lacks, what it seems his or her community can't provide, It can also refer to a focus that's limited to negative results, negative effects, negative examples, depictions, or instances. I think you get the hang of it here. So what do you focus on instead? Resources. All patients come to you with extraordinary linguistic, cultural, and intellectual resources. Just not always the same resources as you or as your other patients. If you're interested in how a deficit perspective crops up in research, practice, and policy, check out my 10-minute podcast episode, How to Ditch the Deficit Perspective. There's a transcript of this and every one of my episodes at healthcommunicationpartners.com. Number four, quick change of routine. The doctor above wanted to interrupt a habit that she realized might need some modification. Here's another way to interrupt a habit you might have. There are topics you explain frequently to patients. It's possible you've been using the same approach for a while. There's nothing wrong with that. But to give yourself a break, and to reach your patients who might learn differently, why not grab another way of saying the same thing? Try cause and effect. If then, telling a story or compare contrast. For examples on how to do this and more options, Check out 10 Ways to Communicate a Complex Idea During Patient Education. There's also a handy infographic, again, at healthcommunicationpartners.com. Number five, makes sense to me. I saw the patient in our role play grow increasingly calm as he continued speaking. And this was just a physician playing the part of a patient in a role play. 
as human beings, we want to be heard and understood. We also all have ideas about how the world works, about how things go or ought to go. Your ideas about how the human body works are much more informed than everyone else's. The rest of us non-specialists are also walking around with ideas about how our bodies work. These ideas may or may not have scientific merit. So your task then is to understand your patient's understanding. Because as nonsensical as it might seem from an expert perspective, whatever your patient thinks makes sense for them. We seek to be listened to and understood on our own terms, so keep in mind that whatever your patient says is related to assumptions or beliefs that they hold, and that these assumptions or beliefs make sense to them. If you'd like to dig into this idea a bit more, check out 5 Ways Patient Background Knowledge Can Help You and Your Patient. Uh, Links in the transcripts. Overall, it may help occasionally to think about health communication in terms of everyday communication. Because communication is more than a transfer of information. It's an interaction between people. After all, we all want to be understood. We all have our communication hang-ups. None of us wants to look foolish or waste time. When we have something important to say, we want to get that message through to whoever our audience is. This has been 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. Thanks for listening to 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, LLC. Find us at healthcommunicationpartners.com.